everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Steve TPFL. It is Monday. It's May 9th. It is 2022. Nine baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. We are recording night before Sunday night, so Mother's Day night. Hopefully everyone had a fantastic Mother's Day. I know uh, there's plenty of moms that play some DFS as well, and all the all the husbands out there that have wives, um, hopefully... You know, you paid them, paid them a good day because they put up with us doing this DFS um, stuff. But joined today by my buddy, Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. Chief, what's happening, my friend? Nothing much, man. Rolling along. Uh, enjoying the day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Thank you for everything you do and have done. And uh, thanks for listening to the pod, taking some time out. Hopefully you got you a coffee or breakfast or breakfast bar, something. And uh, hopefully we help you pad that pocketbook after Mother's Day. What, are, what What's your morning go-to? Honestly, it's a banana. All right. Okay. That's like my, yeah, that's my morning go-to, man. Quick banana. And, uh, and I like OJ. All right. I am. I don't eat breakfast. Um, so I, <laughs> I'm not, I, I, I'm not a breakfast person. I've never enjoyed it. If I eat breakfast, it's usually like cereal or something like that. Like yeah. raisin nut brand or something along those lines. So about it. But all right, let's talk some baseball here. We get started here with the Dodgers at pirates, seven and a half total Dodgers, a two fifty favorite. Julio Urias against Jose Quintana. Obviously, the the Dodgers, one of the best um, teams in baseball, going up against one of the worst teams in baseball here. Any interest here in Julio Urias? Uh, at eighty two hundred, I don't I don't hate it if they're going to continue to, I guess, let him pitch. The problem is he's been his past couple of starts, Stevie. He's been very efficient. Have you noticed that? You know, 65 pitches against San Fran to get through six innings, uh, 81 pitches against Arizona, and he's facing Pittsburgh. And so it feels like, right, he should be efficient again, but it's still not guaranteed. And so at 8,200, I don't hate it, but I'm not in love with it when I feel like we've got other guys that have a leash. So I'm willing to play him because it's Pittsburgh. I still don't really like the price, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, his upside is six innings. You know, that's what they kind of showed us against the Giants the other day was they are getting like he was he, he was 65 pitches through six pitching a gem and they yanked him. So yeah. I think it's more I don't even think it's like pitch count. I think it's more of an innings count on Julio Urias. So I think it's like upside. His ceiling is like six innings. And listen, Pirates, they're not a good baseball team. Um, they're bottom 10 in Woba, they're bottom 10 in ISO, they're bottom 10 in WRC plus, they're bottom 10 in hard hit rate. Their strikeout rate is a little bit lower against left-handed pitching than it is against right-handed pitching. So they do have that going for them, but I think he's in play. The thing is, as we're going and we're going through the slate, you're going to see we have a lot of options today. Um, so while I, I think it's an okay spot, 
just know that I am going to be looking at ownership when it comes to pitching today because we have so many potential options that I, you know, I think it's huge, but yeah. On the other side of this game, Jose Quintana, I can tell you this for certain. I'm not playing him um, on this slate. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm with you. Not touch him. Yeah, I mean, this game's in Pittsburgh, but this is a great spot for the Dodgers bats. Not the friendliest ballpark in the world. You know, I was watching them a little bit, a little, a little bit ago. Um, can't talk. It's Monday or Sunday night. So, um, but I mean, this is a, this is a great spot for them. You know, when we're looking at all the spots on the slate, the Dodgers stand out to me a lot here and, um, definitely going to be attacking them in this spot. Absolutely. Um, I mean, this is, you got to think this is a premier spot of the day for the Dodgers. Got to pay for them, but I mean, they should just wreck shop here. I know they're in Pittsburgh, but I don't care. This, this should be a really good spot. They're only traveling from Chicago to Stevie, which, so they're not going cross country, which I feel really good about. Now the game is going to finish up later. I think they're still playing right now a little bit, or it's about to wrap up. That game's up, over, yeah. Yeah, just, okay. But yeah, so, um, but they're only flying from Chicago, so I feel really good about it. They should should get a fairly good day's worth of rest and um, be able to come out and play. So I, I love the Dodgers here. Yeah, they're probably in Pittsburgh by midnight. Um, yeah. So they should have yeah, uh, yeah. I just I, I think it's a great spot for the Dodgers. Um, you know, looking at them against left-handed pitching, obviously Trey Turner, Will Smith, Justin Turner, uh, Chris Taylor, Mookie Betts, but Freddie Freeman is someone that hits left-handed pitching well. Um, so he's obviously someone that I, if I'm looking at the Dodgers, I'm looking at him. And you know, when we look at Jose Quintana, he obviously a lot better against lefties than he is against righties, but. Still a 45% hard hit rate against left-handed hitters. So um, don't mind looking at some of these lefties here. But, yeah, I'm loading up on the Dodgers against Jose Quintana here. Um, and then on the Pittsburgh side, I really don't have any interest in Pittsburgh. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, this is a this is a one-sided game in my opinion. Correct. I'm with you. I'm not touching Pittsburgh. No, no need to even get involved with it. Like I was, I was seriously looking before we got started um, at like bets for the slate just in general. And I was like, Oh, well maybe Dodgers minus one and a half Dodgers minus one and a half is still minus minus one fifty. Like that's just how <laughs> lopsided this game is. So yeah. Yeah. Huge game. Huge. All right. Moving on. We got Milwaukee at Cincinnati. One book had a, a total out of seven and a half, and it was Brewers minus one sixty-five. Um, Brandon Woodruff, we know, is pitching for Philly, and then Luis Castillo making his first start. Um, he did throw seventy-six pitches in his AAA rehab start before this one. Um, I think it was last Thursday, so not fully stretched out. But I mean, he should get 80, 85 pitches here if he pitches well. Uh, let's start here with Brandon Woodruff, though. Uh, I mean, well, the, the Cincinnati Reds are one of the worst teams in baseball this season. It is bad. They have a 26% K rate this year, 
130 ISO, a 278 Woba, and a 75 WRC plus against right-handed pitching. Woodruff is 9,300. He's had a couple good games, and he just dominated this team last time out. Uh, talk to me here uh, about Brandon Woodruff. Here are my talks, man. Sign me up. Uh, Brandon Woodruff and this pitching staff, they all seem to have, after their first couple starts, right, because they didn't really get a full spring training, you know, these these big arms are starting to pick up right where they left off last season. And now's the time to get them while they're fresh and they can really rack up the strikeouts. So uh, all aboard the Woodruff train, man. I, I don't think there's any, any reason uh, to, to not consider him today. I mean, he's, I mean, he's, he's been fantastic once he's, once he's gotten rolling. And I mean, he, he does have a slight level of four XFIP, but I'm not worried about it. Like he's at a 29.8% K rate right now. And so I do think that XFIP is going to come down as, as he gets a few more games under his belt. So sitting around a 30% K rate facing um, the Reds, you talked about the fact that he's dominated this team already. I, I I really like Woodruff here. I, yeah, I think he's probably – I'm sorry, Steve, I didn't mean to cut you off. Please forgive me. Uh, at 9,300, like he's – I feel like he's the play in that area. No, I was just going to say that he allowed a couple home runs and a few earned runs, and he still put up 30-plus fantasy points because he just – he pitched so well in that game. Um, 12 Ks, I think. The other side of this game, Luis Castillo – Obviously, we haven't seen him yet this season. Very good ground ball pitcher with some really solid strikeout stuff. Um, first start back, the Great American Small Park, 8,800. I think I'm leading to fading in this spot. Um, what are your thoughts on Castillo? Um, if I knew he was stretched out, I think I'd play him. I mean, because Milwaukee's been striking out at an incredible clip. I do think K's are going to be here for Castillo, but I do think possibly Castillo's rusty, just kind of getting back. So I think I'm just going to take a wait-and-see approach. I'm hoping that he just doesn't come out and dominate them and, like you said, Stevie, 80, 85 pitches. Like, if he comes out and goes five innings, seven Ks, no runs, that his next start is going to be over 9K. So, you know, I, I think he can get to this team if he's right, but I don't. I just I don't want to risk it. So for what it's worth, he did throw three rehab starts in AAA. Um, the last one was Wednesday. I knew it was like, I remember reading it, but um, so I wouldn't be shocked if he throws like 80, 85 pitches here in this spot. It's just, I mean, there's so many pitchers on the slate. There's so many guys that we're going to talk about playing on this slate that I just I think the uncertainty with Castillo is just something that I'm just going to stay away from. Yeah. Like you just spend an extra 500 and take Woodruff. Like yeah. if you got to think, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I mean, Renfro, Navarez, Yelich, Adamas, like these guys are striking out, like you said, at a very high clip this season. Um, Lorenzo Kane just doesn't have any power. He just, it's like a, a ground ball waiting to happen right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, uh, I'm not even it's joking. It's so true, though. It's, like, it's true. It's a 62% ground ball rate right now um, through Gosh. 50 plate appearances or something like that. So, yeah. anyway, um, bats in this game, anything standing out to you for Milwaukee? 
No, I, I, I'm still not going to play Milwaukee Bats. Um, and, and, I, and quite frankly, I'm not going to play anything from Cincinnati either. I could see myself end up on like a Yelich, Tellis, Wong stack in this spot. Um, Castillo is so good. It, like 62% ground balls um, to right-handed hitters, but it goes up or it comes down a little bit against lefties, does give up hard contact. First start of the season in the bigs, great American small park. Um, I could see using like that three-man lefty stack or even going like with Adamus as like a four-man stack here because I'll be honest, as we're getting through these games, hitting becomes kind of slim. Um, so I, I just think Milwaukee – they're in a spot where they could score some runs and they're in one of the better hitting ballparks on the slate. Like we have a lot of seven to eight totals on this slate. Um, yeah. I think there's even a game at like six and a half. So a lot of low see. totals. Um, which, but yeah, which the Cincinnati. What's that? Who's, who's at six and a half? Like, oh. The San Francisco game. Yeah. 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 Wow. So I, yeah, as, as far as, like, the, the Cincinnati bats go, I could definitely see, like, I could one-off maybe, like, um, Nyquen at 3,700, Ustakas at 3,200, uh, Colin Moran at, like, 2,800. Any, like, the power – any of the power lefties I could one-off here against Woodruff. Julie just, is he even I'm – jo- I'm, I'm, oh, joking. I know. I'm joking. <laughs> is he going to be back for this game? No, he's no, a couple no, days away. Like so yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe a little bit of a break is what he needed because he is on the struggle bus, nine for seventy-four to start the season for Vado. Um, yeah, any of the power lefties, Woodruff is someone that can give up a couple home runs while striking out a ton of people. So, um, yeah. All right, up next we got Oakland at Detroit taking on the Tigers. Seven total in this game. The Tigers, a 135 favorite. Uh, we got Blackburn against Michael Pineda. Paul Blackburn, off to a really solid start this season. It's not like he's been dominating teams. Struggled a little bit last time out against Tampa. But gets a pretty good matchup here going up against Detroit. Um, any interest here in Paul Blackburn? Yeah, I do have some interest, Stevie. You know, when we've got guys in these types of spots, I mean, we basically saw last week, uh, we saw the Houston pitching staff with two guys that on the season weren't even over a 20% K rate, just dominate uh, the Detroit Tigers. So while I don't think Paul Blackburn is, excuse me, an elite pitcher by any stretch, Detroit is just going to make him, you know, feel like he's, Nolan Ryan tomorrow. Uh, so I, I like Paul Blackburn. I think the price at 7,500 is really what's going to uh, make him very interesting. Yeah, this is two of the bottom three teams in baseball against right handed pitching. Oakland and yeah. Detroit are 28th and 30th. Um, Detroit's 28th, Oakland's 30th. So, um, yeah, you just look at the lineup that like Detroit is rolling out there right now. And Sunday's lineup. 2022 number Sunday's lineup a 0.091 ISO 26.2% K rate and a 247 Woba. I will play any pitcher in baseball 
against a lineup with that those numbers. So um, definitely have interest in Blackburn at seventy five hundred. Could see him having a strong game here. And then, I mean, Michael Pineda on the other side, I just got done saying it, right? Oakland is the worst team in baseball against right-handed pitching this season. Michael Pineda a few years ago was was one of was a solid, you know, oh, is this guy going to be a something? I don't know what to do with Michael Pineda here because, like, my gut tells me to stack Oakland because of the hitting options on the slate. And they t- my gut tells me to, to fade Pineda because he throws strikes. He doesn't walk people. What are your <laughs> thoughts on Pineda? <laughs> my thoughts are he's 6,200, and I probably don't need him today. Like, I, I have Blackburn ranked really far ahead of him. So I think I'm 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 probably gonna fade Pineda. And if he goes out and gets let's say 17 fantasy points, I'm not gonna be shocked at all because he's facing Oakland. But all in all, I I do have Blackburn right ahead of him for sure. So um with all the other really good pitchers on the slate, Pineda's not gonna make my list. But if if you need him. Like I totally get it, but as you've spoken of, and I think I think that's something you said already. It's very important that I don't want to just kind of gloss over. This slate should not, in air quotes, have a whole lot of scoring, right? Like you're going to need pitching to win, and I don't think Pineda's got enough upside to get us there. And that's that's my opinion. Yeah, I just, I mean, this guy has a 14% K rate with an 8% soft contact rate this season. Um, Contact rate of 81.5%. So um, I'm just, I'm not playing Pineda here. And I mean, as far as the Oakland bats go, they're cheap. You know, will we need the value? Probably not. Um, But someone like Seth Brown at 3K, definitely like this spot for him. If Jed Lowry is back in the lineup he was dealing with some lower back tightness on on sunday and didn't play um i think he pinch hit on saturday if he's back in the lineup i definitely don't have um any issues with playing him and then um lorino at 4k i don't mind him because pineda will give it up to both sides of the plate so i don't mind looking at you know like a mini stack here for oakland and you know just getting some bats in this game yeah, um, I don't hate Kemp lead off Seth Brown. Um, it, I think you talked about it. You know, these cheap bats, they, they should be good. I, I, I don't want to stack Oakland, which I, I guess is probably what I need to do because if Pineda gives it up, you know, maybe he gets a couple singles. Guys are on base because he's, you know, throwing it right down the middle or within a good range of the strike zone, and then somebody comes up and sends one out of the park. So, um I'm with you. I actually, I'm with you. Oakland stacking Oakland against Pineda is probably uh, the the best option here. Look at this slate as a, like an overview, and we're looking at just like the talented pitchers on this slate. I mean, he's down there. He's he's down there on the slate. Like, there's a lot of good pitchers on this slate, and we're going to talk about an offense coming up here um, soon that is just in a fantastic spot just in general. But I think Oakland is in a good spot that they should definitely be in the conversation of 
of potentially even like even like a three man stack, maybe not even a five man stack, just maybe a three man stack. So let me ask you this randomly before we go to the next thing. As you've already talked about looking over the slate, how high on do you think the Dodgers of the stack are going to be? Now, you know, just looking over how first game shouldn't be high first scoring. game of the first slate, game, the Dodgers oh. first game of the slate in their spot that they're in, they're going to be pretty chalky here. Yeah, I mean, geez, man. Yeah, I mean, they're probably, they're, God, they're going to yeah. they're going to carry so much ownership. I think on this slate, it's insane. Looking at the Detroit bats, I mean, Paul Blackburn is not like a dominant pitcher, but he generates ground balls and he doesn't typically get blown up. Um, and you look at this offense, and especially if Meadows is not back in the lineup, it's just tough to it's tough to stack Detroit or even play a lot of Detroit here because I mean, this guy's allowed one home run on the season, five starts, one home run. Um, so it's tough to really want to like get a stack going here um for detroit yeah I'm, I'm not playing it man i mean blackburn on on the season so far at least tv 25 k rate 2.9 extra ground ball rates at 50 percent, and he's pretty much even across both sides of the plate i just i mean he's he might be my favorite pitcher on the slate considering price and upside do you get what i'm saying like not oh, like yeah. i have him ahead of woodruff but for the price and the upside, like, he's probably number one. My only concern with him on the DFS side of things, and I do, like, I'm already looking at price picks and looking at his four strikeouts and looking, and I'm very interested in that, um, or 21 and a half fantasy points. I like both of those numbers for Blackburn. So I've already, like, started to look at, like, pitcher props on the fantasy sites, um, and, like, I'll tell you right now, there's a good chance that I take Blackburn over 21 and a half fantasy points over there on price Oh, I'm doing it right I'm doing it right now. Yeah, like yeah. as we're speaking, it's too low. It's yeah. way too low. Yeah, so I, I can already tell you, I like that one a lot. So, um, but on the DFS side of things, like there's a good chance Blackburn gets quite a bit of ownership if people are stacking the Dodgers with Blackburn. It, it kind of works. So, all right, uh, we got Cleveland at Chicago taking on the White Sox. Seven and a half total in this game. Uh, the White Sox a 180 favorite. We got Zach Plezik going against uh, Michael Kopech. Let's start here with Plezik. 7,700. Um, really hasn't strung together a great game this season. He pitched well against the same White Sox team earlier this year. Any interest here in Zach Plezik at 7,700? Man, I don't think so. Like, I, I think I'd still rather play Blackburn. Um this is one of the spots where I'm probably going to just use the White Sox because they have upside on this slate. So for that reason, I, I'm just not playing Please Act today. I, yeah. I don't think he's bad, but, you know, I just – the White Sox are in a better spot than most of these other teams. To be fair, the White Sox offense has struggled to start the season. Um, they do hit home runs, but outside of that, Low WRC plus, um, 27th in Woba against right-handed pitching. Uh, they're missing a few bats in this lineup right now with Moncada and Jimenez. Um, I think, yeah, so Moncada is actually going to be back for this game. I thought I remember reading that, but like, um, Andrew Vaughn is hurt as well, and he's someone that had like four home runs before he got hurt. So they're missing a few bats here. Um, 
obviously Eloy is the biggest one that they're missing, um, but he's going to be out, I think, two months. So big time missing him. But, I mean, you look at the White Sox lineup top to bottom, they don't strike out a ton. And, like, that's why you can't play a lot of pitching against them. But, I mean, the lineup has really struggled power-wise. So, yeah. Um, Kopech, I am, I'm a sucker for this dude, man. I know how talented Michael Kopech is. And every time he takes the hill, I, I'm so interested, you know, the five, the five X FIP is, is, is rough. Um, he has a 12% walk rate on top of his 25% K rate. He's really, I'll be honest. He's really just struggled with command to start the season. Um, so He's facing a very good Cleveland team here. I think I leave Kopech on the shelf on this one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I don't – like you said, he's going to have spots, Stevie, where he comes out and, and, and has good performances. But on this slate, why in the world is Michael Kopech 9,500 and Paul Blackburn 7,500? Like, it makes no sense. So um, no Kopech for me today at all. Okay, I think I've played him in every start except for the start against Tampa. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take a break on Michael Kopech here. Price, matchup, everything like that. I don't think I stack Cleveland in this spot, Will, because Kopech is a good pitcher. But, but, but the walk rate and the struggles with lefties with a 60, 62% fly ball rate against lefties this year, maybe – Maybe I should be playing Quan Ramirez Naylor type of stack here. And if Kopech gets wild, one long ball, you know, changes everything. He hasn't pitched more than five innings in a game. Maybe, just maybe, I should be playing Cleveland here, Will. Yeah, absolutely. Um I, I think that's I think that's what you do. Um Look, Cleveland, numbers, do you realize Cleveland's the best team in baseball against right handed pitching to start the year? Like, oh, no, I do. I, I do know this. They're they're sneaky good. So here's the thing. Stephen Kwan being on this team has really helped them up top. <laughs> this is mean, no joke. We're like the whole start of the season, we're just sitting here going, This guy's not gonna keep doing this. So he's still doing he just it. keeps, I mean, it's incredible. He just he's, keeps doing it. Yeah, like he finally uh, struck out. He only has nine strikeouts and 76 at bats, but man, this it's guy crazy. Like, yeah, yeah, he's re- he's really helped the top of the order, and so th- that's one of the reasons why. I mean, he, he he's a tough out. It's and and then behind him, you're going to get Jose Ramirez coming up soon. It's I, I'm not saying Kopech isn't going to get some K's, but. I, I, his upside is very limited, I think, in this spot, Stevie. Wouldn't you agree? Like, I don't think he has upside today. Yeah, and, like, Framil Reyes, like, had a hole in his back there for, like, a week, and, like, his ed- exit velocity has just skyrocketed over the last four or five days. So I just don't think there's a weak spot in this Cleveland lineup outside of, like, Hedges, but he's such a good defensive catcher that you're not taking him out of the lineup. So actually, the more I think about it, as much as I, I like Kopech and the talent, I actually think I might stack Cleveland on this, this slate. Yeah. Love it. Ramirez isn't going to have any ownership, right? Going up against Kopech, 6,200. Like, people aren't paying yeah. that price for him. Yeah, not, not priced that high. Um, especially when everybody wants to play 
um, the Dodgers today. No way that no way they play him over a Dodgers bat. And I think that's a really good way, Stevie, to just get really interesting really quick. All right. Um, any interest in the White Sox bats here? Plenty. I, I, I'm just going to stack the White Sox. Like, I'm not going to pick out one or – I'm stacking them across the board, um, hoping that they, they get going here. All right. Moving on, we got Tampa Bay at L.A. taking on the Angels. No total in this game because it sounds like it's going to be as a bullpen type of game for Tampa. It sounds like Jeffrey Springs is going to go out and throw two or three innings, and then they're going to do that same thing they always do. And then Syndergaard's pitching here for the Angels. Um, He's been all right. He hasn't been great, but... I mean, we're not playing this Tampa situation, right? We have, we have a legit like eight pitchers to choose from today. Yeah, absolutely, not doing it. On um, the other side, Syndergaard. Any interest here in Noah Syndergaard? Uh, a little. Like, I, he got he's up. He got up to a hundred pitches against Boston. Seven innings. The thing is, Stevie, we're not seeing a strikeout upside currently. I'm hoping, I'm seriously hoping that it shows up, like, very soon. Because if so, he's going to be a very, very valuable asset for us in fantasy. It's just, I need him to get the K, Stevie. Right now, he's at a 14% K rate on the season and a 4.95 extra. But if the K's come up, I mean, if he gets to 22%, Stevie, in this spot, I'm interested. It's just, I, I don't think I can do it. The K race just, it's too low. Yeah. I mean, so I did a deep dive on Noah Syndergaard uh, before his last start going up against Boston. And a lot of his numbers kind of line up like before he was hurt um swinging strike rate before he was hurt was around 14 percent. it's at 11 and a half percent strikeout rate is obviously way down but he's still not giving up home runs he's still generating ground balls he's still walking people um just the strikeouts aren't there yet so my biggest concern with noah Syndergaard is before he got hurt he was like a 2.5 to 3 Sierra XFIP guy. Right now he's sitting at like 4.3. Um, I know his ERA is 2.6, but everything I'm I've, everything I've looked at with Noah Syndergaard is, dude, he's just running absolutely pure. Um, he has a 2.30 BABIP on the season. He's just running super pure. Um, I have no interest here in Noah Syndergaard. Not typically a guy I think you stack against because he does generate ground balls. But all you need against Noah Syndergaard is just a BABIP game to go bad. Like, and Tampa could score some runs here. Tampa's cheap. So I I highlighted them before we got rolling here because they just are one of those potential steep, cheap, cheap stacks on this slate. So I actually kind of like Tampa as a cheaper stack, you know, just looking up and down. Brandon Lau is 4400 this guy should never be that cheap he he has two home run upside in any game so i, I kind of like tampa a little bit in the spot 
Yeah, I definitely get it um, in terms of the overall pricing. You talk about Brandon Lau and then, of course, Wanda Franco. He is one of the guys on this team that's probably going to get on base. So uh, I think if, if you're going to play this team, excuse me, everyone. Sorry about that. You definitely want to get him and Brandon Lau. I don't, I don't hate some mini stacks. I don't think I'm on a full stack tamper today, but the mini stack train, I'll ride it all day. I think the only thing, like, if you are full stacking them, you're just hoping the walks kind of pick back up for Syndergaard. You're just hoping he has a bad outing. Like, that's all you're hoping for. Like I said, you're hoping that Babip goes your way. And, I mean, it can happen. It easily can happen. It's just, yeah. Um, Tampa Bats, we kind of talk about them already. Um, I will say this. If Brett Phillips is in the lineup, he's a massive fly ball guy um, that struggles with strikeouts but has a lot of power. Syndergaard is a big ground ball guy. Uh, this would be a good little, even if you're not stacking Tampa, a good little one-off cheat bat um, for Tampa here, Brett Phillips. So, Angels bullpen type of game, um, so we don't really have like direct anything to look at. But I mean, Ward, Trout, Walsh, Marsh, all hitting the ball very hard to start the season. Otani's struggling a little bit to start the year, but I think. LA, the Angels are just one of those teams where on a on a on a nine game slate, you're probably getting exposure to them. Yeah, I think so. Um, and, and I would be I, it's it's all one offs or, or mini stacks. I don't want to full stack them against Kluber. Not that Kluber's been um shall we say super elite. Like it's it's not that at all, but um he's been respectable, and so you know. For a guy that I consider to be um, a professional pitcher, Stevie, while he's past his prime, he's still a 23% um, K rate, 4.12 X trip. There's going to be some strikeouts here, 45% ground ball rate. And uh, he, he's hammering lefties right now. I, I like Kluber. And so I'm just, I probably won't be playing too many guys from. Uh, LA just kind of some one-offs maybe a mini stack nothing more than that all right we got Miami at Arizona um this game has an eight total and the Marlins are a 120 favorite Hernandez against Castellanos um any interest here in Eliza Hernandez I mean at eight five in this spot, I don't think so. I mean, he's just he hasn't really passed five in his most games, much less six. Uh, K's the K's would be there on paper, somewhat with this team. Um, like you, you know, when you look at Arizona and see you know where they are, like the K rates are are up, right? Like the whole team, uh, I think they're. As a collective, they're sitting around 26% with the lineup they ran out the previous day. And it's going to be close to that, but I just don't feel like Hernandez has enough to get there. I mean, he's going to be in a fairly good ballpark, I would say, but I just still – I don't I don't think he's got enough at that price. I don't think there's any way I play him 
21% K rate by 5.87 X FIP. I just I don't like it. Yeah, I kind of like the Arizona bats, and we'll talk about them here in a minute. Um I I don't have any interest in Hernandez, and honestly, I don't really have any interest in Castellanos on the other side of this game. Did throw 88 pitches in his last start against Miami in Miami. Had a, a solid outing. Um, so, I mean, maybe you should, but I, I just don't think this is a spot um, that I'm going to look at th- this pitcher. There's so many good pitchers on the slate. This year he has a 14.5% K rate, and his swinging strike rate is 6%. So he just – he had a good he had a good game, um, and he did it by just generating ground balls and not getting blown up. I just, for me, the only right reason I'd play Castellanos is just to pivot off of Blackburn um, to be different. But there's a guy, like, I like Gomber to do that. You know, we're going to talk about Gomber in a minute, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I don't hate Castellanos against Miami. Miami's K rates have been up as well uh, to start the season, but I, I don't think I'm going to play Castellanos. I'm, I'm really going to be heavily invested, invested in Blackburn today. Um, if I'm playing anybody in the seven K range, and maybe, and maybe we'll see what their ownership is, but I feel like he's my guy in that range today, Stevie. Any interest in the uh, Miami bats? No. Yeah, I I like Jazz a lot. Um, if you can get to him at oh, fifty four hundred, well, I yeah. think this is a this is a great spot for him. Um, so I, I like him a lot. But outside of him, it's tough. Just uh, There's some injuries here. Wendell is someone you could potentially play. He's a low strikeout guy, uh, but he just hits the ball on the ground so much. So I think if I'm playing Miami, it's probably just Jazz. Maybe Sanchez, um, depending on where he's at in the lineup, um, if I even need to get there or not. But Sanchez is 3,700, and he's he's a, a prospect with some power, so... Uh, De La Cruz, is he cheap? Um, yeah, he is cheap. He's 2K. If he's in the lineup, um, he's someone that has a little bit of pop, too, at 2K. So another guy I don't mind maybe potentially throwing out there. Very small sample size. Um, the Arizona Bats. I, I just got I, – I, you know, I just said it already that I have some interest here in the Arizona bats, Eliza Hernandez, just he cannot get left-handed hitters out to start the season. So, I mean, looking at the top of this order, we're going to see five lefties in the top six spots with Hummel, Smith, Peralta, Marte. Um, Varsho should be back in the lineup. Like, I kind of like Arizona here. You know, we talked about, like, a lot of good pitching spots on the slate. I actually – I like Arizona – the more I think about it, a lot more than I, than I initially had thought I would. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Varsho, Pavis, but they're cheap. I do think they there's still going to be some strikeouts, but, you know, Hernandez has just shown that he's just not going to get there right now. So uh, Varsho, Pavis, Smith, Peralta, I mean, these lefties, they're all uh, all in play. You look at him against lefties, Steve, he's 19% K rate, 10 10% walk rate. ISO is up big time. Woba's up. Like the lefties in this lineup should have a field day. All right. Three games left. We got Philadelphia at Seattle. Ranger Suarez going up against Chris Flexen in this one. Um, 
Seven and a half total. Mariners, uh, 120 favorites. Any interest here in Rangers Suarez? I wish I could, Steve. I, I think I'm going to pass on Ranger for now. Um, I've been wanting to play him and hoping that, you know, he's kind of going to, going to turn it around and, and get there at 9,100. There's no way I'm playing him on this slate. Like just no way. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Seattle has just, they've struggled so much recently. Um, like we even saw like Yarbrough, was it Yarbrough? Throw like five really solid innings against Seattle on Sunday. I mean, that's another lefty. And he's just, if he was anything but 9,100, I would, I would have interest here. If he's 7,100 in this spot, I have interest. 9,100 is just, it's a tough ass. Um, I mean, he does give up home runs too. So, Chris Flexen on the other side of this game. He's 5,300. No no high price tag here for Chris Flexen, but, I mean, we look at his season numbers, 15% K rate, 5.5% XFIP. He's just overall struggled. Um, Philly might be my favorite stack on the slate. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Philly's a a good spot here. I mean, it's just a good spot, Stevie. Like, the problem is, how long is Chris Fraudslin going to keep this up? Because if you look at what's happening, like, he's just not giving up runs. Like, not like that. You know, so he's not getting rocked. So, and maybe it's because it's early in the season, but, um, God, you got to think it's coming at some point. No way I'm playing flex, and I'm with you. Love the Philly bats here. Um, they should tee off today. They should tee off. Yeah, you know, the thing here is Flexen throws a cutter a ton. Well, the Phillies are one of the best teams in baseball against cutters. Schwarber, Harper, Castellanos, Hoskins, all of these guys hit cutters hard. Um, so I, I love this spot for Philly. Like I said, I, I'll – to get off the dot, like Hoskins is 3,700. He, he's 3,700. And Chris Flexen, while, like you said, he, he's been decent this year, like he has a 50% fly ball rate and a 50% hard hit rate to right handed hitters this season. Like, if I had to pick a home run right now on the slate out of everybody, I would take Hoskins. Like, that's how much I like this spot for him. And Castellanos is 4,300. Like, just sign me up in this spot like i'm all over the philly bats like i'll pay up for muto everyone knows that listens to this podcast how much i hate paying up for catchers i love this spot for muto at 5100 so i'm all aboard the philly stack here i think they're the best pivot off the dodgers on this slate and even though this game is in seattle i think they get the job done here and honestly they took the line down in this game because i was just looking for it but I would pound Philly plus 105. Um, I even like Philly plus one and a half runs at minus. Yeah, yeah like, or not yeah, plus, I call it minus, like yeah. plus 102. It's like one. Yeah, so there's yeah. one book that had it up and it took it down. So there's no books that have it up right now. So, yeah, yeah, that's not going to stay. 
No, I'll tell you right now that that's just not gonna say like Tom Murphy and like Tom Murphy went to IL over the weekend. JP Crawford um, was out Sunday with a back injury. Like Seattle's lineup is is just not good right now either with some of these guys out. So yeah, um, any interest in the Seattle bats here? Uh, negative. The only guy that I think you can play here is Ty France. Ty France is really good power with low strikeouts against left-handed pitching. Him and Suarez. So I guess you could play two. Um, Suarez is a guy that throughout his career has been way better against left-handed pitching. So I could see playing Suarez. And, like, all right, so crap, man. Here we go. If I'm going to play Suarez and France on a team together, I'm just going to throw in Rodriguez, too. Um, because we know Julio Rodriguez has a ton of power. So I could see rolling out a France – Rodriguez Suarez stack. Yep, for sure. Um, all right, Cubs and Padres cruising along here. This game doesn't have a total. It sounds like it's going to be Hendricks going up against Mackenzie Gore. Um, let's start here with Kyle Hendricks. Do you have any interest in him going up against the Padres here? No, um, absolutely not. Yeah, I just. Hendricks has just hasn't been good to start the year. His walk rate is at nine percent, strikeout rates at seventeen percent, five x FIP, allowing a ton of power to both lefties and righties. Like even in like the dead ball era that we're seeing to start the year, this dead baseball, however, however you want to say it, like he's still not like generating you know soft contact and, and getting ground balls like we're so used to seeing with Kyle Hendricks. So. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to pass on Kyle Hendricks here. And then the other side of this game, Mackenzie Gore. Um, I I mean, Will, this guy has shown some strikeout ability to start the year, 30% K rate to righties and 73 plate appearances. He's 9,700, which to me just screams that like no one is going to play him. But my biggest concern for him in this spot is just the fact that like, the two teams that he dominated were the Reds and they've just been terrible this year. And you look at the, you look at the Cubs lineup and there's not a ton of strikeouts against left-handed pitching. So I might just play the fade here on Gore and say, all right, well, he dominated the Reds twice. Congratulations. A lot of people can do that. (laughs) Well, I mean, I I don't, I just, you talked about it. It's, It's the price, right? Um, no, no need to play him over Woodruff. Like, just just look at the dynamic pricing on this slate today, Stevie. Like, we've got Woodruff is cheaper than Mackenzie Gore because he's facing the Cubs, and then Kopech is more expensive. But like, I don't, I don't know what happened there. Like, so, something in the algorithm screwed this up. But um, I don't need Gore. I don't hate it because he's facing the Cubs, but I don't need him. And then, of course, you know. We're going to get our last game, but I just spend up for Carlos Rodon. Like, that's just what I would do. So I'm not playing Gore today because of the price. If he was 8K, we'd be in a totally different discussion. Yeah, and, like, so he is, like, a top prospect in the Padres organization. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. He has an above-average changeup, a good fastball. The thing that, like, 
and like he has four pitches and I think that's always super key and with a lefty but you look at it and last year in triple a he started six games you know he started the season in like single a and moved his way up throughout the year last year um and I don't know if it was injury or what but when he got to triple a last year in, in six games he had an 18 and a half percent strikeout rate um compared to like dominating the lower levels and you know through through four starts here even in those two games that he dominated the Reds, he's still at like 26% Ks with an 8.8% swinging strike rate and a 10% walk rate. So I think there's a lot of regression with these numbers, like his XFIP and Sierra almost two runs higher than his ERA, um, two points. So I I think I'm going to pass on Gore here. Um, any interest in the Cubs' bats? Negative. <laughs> they've been they, it, the Cubs are are back to being rough, Stevie. It, it's been rough for them. I'm not touching the Cubs. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see playing like Suzuki here. Uh, Contreras is someone that has really good numbers in his career against lefties, so I don't mind those two guys. But I don't think I'm stacking Chicago in this spot. Yeah, not and yet. then Padres side. Any interest here in San Diego? I, I do have some interest in San Diego, Stevie. A um, couple of guys that, that um, uh, like the lefties, especially Jake Cronenworth, like him, Eric Hosmer, like him. Uh, don't mind Profar. Don't mind Manny. I, I think the Padres can score some runs, you know, Hendricks. Um, so I, they're one of my favorite stacks of the day outside of. Uh, like the Phillies and, and the, the Dodgers, who should just crush. I don't hate stacking San Diego here. Um, I, I think they have enough power, enough upside um, to get the job done. I think that I would end up on them more as like a secondary stack. Um, they need Tatis back. They need that like – they need that complimenting bat to Hosmer Machado in this lineup. Um Cause like Kim, Kim's all like, he's okay. 245 ISO to start the year, 24% case, but um, yeah. And I don't ever hate like playing pro far, just guy like randomly hits home runs all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, he's hitting 170 on the season, but he has five home runs. Um, yeah. And that like, that sums up pro far in a nutshell. Correct. Correct. All right, we finish out this slate in San Francisco. We got the Rockies and the Giants. Six and a half total in this game. The Giants are a 235 favorite. Gomber against Rodon. Um, I mean, two two good pitchers pitching off against each other here. Let's start with Gomber. He's 6,600 going into San Francisco. Any interest in him in this spot? I don't hate it. Um, Gomber's been serviceable this year. And so once again, Stevie, you know, if you're asking me to choose between Quintana and Hendricks and Plezak and Syndergaard and even Julio Urias, I'm going Gomber all day, all day long. Um, if I'm going on the cheap end, I, I think it, it's him and Blackburn for me on the cheap end, period. Yeah. I've said it time and time again on this podcast. I played Gomber in course in his last start against Washington. Um, and it really worked out because mm-hmm. that slate, there wasn't a lot that worked out. Um, but 
he's a good pitcher. He's a good pitcher. And 3.9 XFIP, 23.4% strikeout, 7% walk rate. Dominant against lefties. And he's showing that, like, he can limit damage against righties enough where... What are they going to do? Like, are they really going to roll out, like, three or four lefties in this lineup? Because... They have a couple righties that they can platoon here, but I just don't see how they're going to get out of playing at least two, maybe even three lefties in this spot. So, I mean, at this price tag, I really like Omber. Um, yeah. He's my pivot off of Blackburn on the slate. Yeah. The other side of this game, I mean, Carlos Radon has just – He's good. <laughs> I mean, he, he he's good at he's good at throwing baseballs. Um, he he struggled a little bit in his last start. He faced the Dodgers. I, I mean that that's it's gonna happen, Will. And you know you look at this Rockies team and uh, against left-handed pitching. Obviously, they got a couple righties in here with decent numbers. They have low strikeout rates. Um, but at the end of the day, this dude's been elite this season. You know, 36.9% Ks, 14.4% swinging strikes, 3.4 XFIP. Like, the, the dude has 41 strikeouts in 29 innings to start the year. He's been <laughs> Yeah, man. Let, let's hope he gets through this season clean, Stevie, with no injuries. If we can – if we I, can I wish that, that on everybody, Will. No, I, you know, but you know what I mean. Him I especially, do. like, at the, by the end of the season, he's always seemed to be hurt or something's going wrong, like – if he can get through clean, um, that would be really amazing because he's been he's been spectacular to start the season. You've rattled off the numbers. I mean, he should mow this team down top top three on the slate for me. Yeah, I I, I like him as a lot as well, and in a much better ballpark. As much as we liked um, Woodruff, in a much better ballpark here, you know. So, I think that's super helpful for him. Uh, any bats at all in this game? I got nothing. I want nothing to do with any of these hitters today. <laughs> Me either, man. I'm not touching it with a 10-foot pole. Six and a half total tells you everything that you need to know uh, about the hitters in this game. All right, let's – no, go ahead. No, I'm just saying I'm with you. Six and a half total. Runs will be scored, but, I mean, there does not seem to be any upside for either of these offenses. At all. And, and this game could end up being a 1-0-2-1 game or something. Yep. Uh, I could for sure see that happen. So, All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you like today? Man, you don't have to – Paul Blackburn. Love him today. I'm going to go with Austin Gomber in this spot. Yeah. Over eight like K to score under fifteen fantasy points. Who do you who do you like to bust today? Uh, th- there is some bust potential. I feel like the right answer is Ranger Suarez, and I think I want to stick. I, I know who your guy is. I think. I think I'm going to go with Ranger at ninety one hundred. Um, nope. Let me change that. Yeah, no, I'm sticking with Ranger. Sorry. My, my other one's going to be someone you weren't going to take. I know who you're going to take, but I'm going to stick with Ranger at 91. Who do you think I was going to take? 
Kopech, man. That it. You got it. That's who I'm taking. Um, yeah, my secondary was Eliezer Hernandez. That was my secondary. My other one was Mackenzie Gore, but yeah. All right, someone over four thousand to go yard today. Who do you like to go yard today? I've got some some teams that are favorites that I really like. Give me Jose Ramirez, man. Give, give me oh, Jose. Like I'm going up top. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go up top today as well, and I'm going to say Bryce Harper goes yard. Yeah. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's a cheap bat? Easy like it two hits today. Dalton Varsho. Oh, I like that one. That one's solid. Um, I'm gonna go Reese Hoskins because yeah, you talked about it. You like the power, yeah, for sure. Uh, give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Well, I guess this is kind of my sneaky stack. Give me San Diego. Like it. Um, I'm not gonna say Philly, even though I love Philly. I'm not gonna say Philly, and I'm gonna go Arizona to score um, six or more runs today. Really like Arizona in this spot. Uh, any bets standing out to you here night before or anything like that? And I had some, and they've all moved, Stevie. Um, but I, I will say, um, from a strikeout perspective, I'm going to take, uh, I think I'm going to take Austin Gomber over four and a half in this spot. All right. Um, so I have a, I have a prize picks five for five um, that I like that I put together as we were going here. So I'm going to throw this out there. I usually do like a three pick for the podcast, but there's actually five that I like today. So uh, Paul Blackburn over 21 and a half fantasy points, Stephen Kwan over five fantasy points, Jazz Chisenholm over six and a half fantasy points. Bryce Harper over seven and a half fantasy points. And Kyle Schwarber over six and a half fantasy points. So really like that one. Just hit place entry. Oh, something moved. Uh, Blackburn. Blackburn went from 21 and a half to 24 and a half. Um, Darn it. I'm going to take him off. Even though I still think he gets there. Yeah. It's like we talked about, Stevie. Yep. Those three, four points are a big deal. Yeah. So I'm going to take him off and just do the four hitters um, with a little flex play here. Because if a flex play hits and I get all four correct, I get 5X. Um, I make a couple bucks if it's three out of four. So I'll do a flex play on this four pick um, hitters that I just threw out there. So there you go. Oh, I knew – like, okay, so – I already have like four or five props with Blackburn um, in there at 21 and a half. So I'm not going to do the 24 and a half because I, I feel very good about the 21 and a half. So, <laughs> but you got to get it in there quick when you see it. Um, that one was off. I think that one was off. So he's, he's easily scoring 21 and not getting the half today for sure. So um, will any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nah, man, it's it's been a great, great show. I had a, had a blast, and uh, hopefully everybody can can win some money here. Yeah, I was hoping we were gonna get like John Gray um, pitching outs, but I didn't see that up 
for the early game because uh, he's been yeah. struggling to pitch deep. But anyway, hope everyone has an awesome Monday. Hope everyone had a great weekend. We'll be back tomorrow talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.